0: Hi, my name is Shloma Salsa, founder of Purpose Creates Impact, host of the Teenage Impact podcast, where you will find the inspiration to get over your struggles as a teenage kid. I was bullied, had anxiety, depression, had friends pass away, and battled confidence issues for a majority of my life. Whether you have the same issues as me, feel lonely, face challenges in your home, or in school, I'm going to be interviewing people who overcame these struggles and provide you with tips on how you can overcome yours. By the end of this episode, I want you to rate and comment on what you think of the podcast. This will allow the podcast to be ranked higher and serve more teenagers. Hi, this is Shlomo Solson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast. Today, I have Alexa Carlin with me. How are you, Alexa?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, Alexa is a very special person. She's had a fair share of struggles as a teenager, battled with confidence issues, self-esteem issues. She worried about people's opinion and about fitting in. She had a fair share of being bullied And not really feeling part of the crowd, but now she's doing something amazing. She's a CEO of Woman Empower X, and she also has her own vegan and gluten-free cookbook out. But I'm going to let Alexa share her story on when she was a teenager.
1: So, uh, yeah, I mean, teenage years, they're tough for everyone. Um, I definitely went through my fair share of low self-esteem, low confidence, trying to find my place. I moved to a new town going into middle school. And so it was really hard because middle school is tough as it is, and but I think? didn't know anyone. Sorry. Say that again.
0: You're from West Palm Beach, right? Boca Raton? Yeah.
1: So I was living in Boca Raton and then we moved to Wellington, which is just a little bit north. Um, but I didn't know anyone. And so I was going into sixth grade, not knowing a single person. And so it was hard. I always was changing who I was in order to fit in. Um, and there were, it was very much like certain crowds of, of kids. And I was so shy because I was afraid for people to judge me. I was afraid of people looking at me. Like I was so shy. I wouldn't even raise my hand in class and now I'm a public speaker. So (laughs) it, um, it definitely was difficult. And I will say that I was, I think a lot of it came from comparison or came from just like inner belief of feeling not worthy enough. If I acted more confident, I probably would have, been. Um, it was just, and I see that now, especially with business, it's like the more you believe that you are, are worthy, the more confident you have confidence you have in yourself, the more people perceive you as that. But that was a lesson that like, I didn't know yet.
0: And why do you think you weren't confident at all?
1: Um, that's a good question. So I think it just all stemmed from, from my younger years. I mean, I used to have really, really curly hair. And so, um, I was always like the girl who couldn't brush her hair. So like at that age of preschool, elementary school, all of us, all, already I'm feeling like I don't fit in already. I'm feeling less than, and then even, um, middle school, I was bullied. Uh, so, um, there was a lot of hard times with that. Um, just you're always thinking that you're not good enough based on what other people tell you, what you see in the media. Um, of course my mom and dad always instilled confidence in me, but it's different when your parents are saying that you're great versus other people.
0: And what did people pick on you for?
1: Um, so it was more, it wasn't like picking on me specifically because of like looks or anything. It was more just kids trying to be better than you. And so they put you down. So for example, there was this one time where during, um, I, when I was in school, it was AIM was big instant messenger. Okay. And there was one time where someone stole my username and then started messaging everyone in, in the school pretending they were me ruining my reputation, just being horrible to people. But like, I never did any of that. And so all of a sudden getting all this hate and I'm like, where is this coming from? So, um, that or people, um, uh, for example, I mean, this was in high school, but, uh, I was student Body President in high school, and I was the first junior to ever be student body president and Then the person that lost against me, she decided to write a petition and get the entire school of of seniors to petition against me wow. um, so that was like a really big thing and again i don 't know what what stemmed on their end from from what i've learned it's always a low self esteem thing on that other person's side too the person that's doing the bullying, the person that is saying the the mean horrible things it's always their comparing as well mm-hmm. and so you know it's just difficult um, when you're growing up because you don't realize how great you are, and especially when people use the power of making you feel less than for them to feel better
0: yeah and for those who don't know what aim is aim is something that used to be around before facebook and myspace It's to be like a a chat room yeah for your friends before the whole facebook and myspace era i still remember those days
1: yeah definitely there was like a lot that happened on its messenger and that's why like it's the same now but just even heightened with social media Uh
0: Yeah, it's, it's a, it was a form of cyberbullying, pretty much.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh huh. And wh- what type of girl would you say you were back in middle school and high school?
1: Um, you, said I you, was...
0: shy. you said you were shy, so did you um, not approach anyone? But then again, you were a student body president, so you're pretty ambitious and um, confident. So... Where, where was that transition
1: yeah, that's a good question. So middle school is very shy, very, very, very shy. I would say I was always the person that was just with the group, but didn't really mm-hmm. add to it. Um, for example, um, I was so shy where I wanted to be part of National Junior Honor Society in middle school. And I wanted to run for a position because I was still a very determined, motivated person, still cared about my grades mm-hmm. and everything. And um, I was right, I was running for vice president, but I was Accidentally added to the roster as running for treasurer, and I was so shy, I didn't even say anything, I just ran for treasurer. So it was like that. But, um, what where the shift came, which there was definitely a big shift, was going into high school. I had a few friends like that I made through middle school, and then going into high school, I uh, one of my friends was running for freshman class president and she said do you want to run for vice president with me for the freshman class and I didn't really know what it was but I was like sure why not so I ran I ended up getting elected and then I I joined when you were elected yeah you got into this fifth period class called student government that's the first time I was really introduced to leadership the students ran the class the student body ran the entire school I went to a school of three thousand people a high school and it was amazing. I started going to leadership conferences and just learning all about that, and um, I felt m- more passionate about stepping into this leadership role and I just fell in love with it and then um, I was still very shy, but you know, I made my group of friends and then going into I was a sophomore going into junior year, my student government advisor, the teacher who I looked up to as a mentor. She said, um, you know, we see how hard you're working. Like I would be the one that would come in at like six o'clock in the morning to make banners, hang banners, make sure everything's great, but I would just do it silently. And they saw that and she saw something in me that maybe I didn't see in myself yet. And she said, we think you should run for student body president. And she was saying we as another um, co-advisor. And so I really wasn't going to, I was actually going to run for junior class president, not for the whole student, student body. But I looked up to her and she believed in me and I just went for it. And um, it was really scary, really tough. But at the moment when I saw my name on the ballot, because they put like a paper ballot, I, um, or on the winning sheet, I had this thought and feeling. Like I started hysterical crying. I was mm-hmm. so excited. But I had this thought thinking like, wow, if I can do this, what else can I do? Because now it was achieving something that was bigger than myself, achieving something that was so meaningful to me that really made a difference and an impact. And I had the possibility to do that. And that's really wh- wh- where I started to gain that why of why am I doing this? It's not for me, it's to make that impact. And so when I removed myself from the situation, I cared more about the impact I was making and less about what people thought about me.
0: mm mm-hmm. But before that were you wh- wh- what were some of the things you were self conscious of
1: um i guess i was self conscious of feeling um pretty enough smart enough popular enough um, you know uh it's very much like uh, there's always other girls that were way more outgoing than I was Mm -hmm. and they were always more popular. And it would be like this flow where at times, you know, you feel great. And then all of a sudden, and you have a great group of friends, but then all of a sudden you find out that they're going to the movies and didn't invite you. And that's happened a lot. I was always the person that I was friends with everyone, but when they, but for some reason I was left out a lot. I'd be invited to maybe the bigger parties, but if they were having a sleepover, it was four of them, not me. And so I didn't know why that was because they were nice to me, to my face. And so, you know, you always question like what, what's wrong. And maybe I didn't put myself out there as much, but I was very much like, I'm, I'm an extrovert introvert in a way. Um, so I enjoy
0: long off too
1: yeah I alone time I always what I was, i'm like I've always been inspirational I've always loved like writing and reading and spending time like working on my dreams i mean I started my first business when I was seventeen, so a lot of other people they they weren't like that, so I couldn't relate maybe in that way but I was always the person that was left out of the group,
0: mm-hmm. even though
1: I was in the group and I'm putting quotation marks where you can't see that but <laughs> um because you know and that in itself makes you feel like you're not that you know what's wrong
0: and did you did you um ever confront your parents or a teacher about how you felt
1: oh yeah my mom always was right by my side Mm -hmm. um not so much a teacher but my mom knew everything and um that's why we became so close because she was like my best friend
0: and what is what advice did she tell you
1: um, she always, you know, told me to be confident in myself, um, to put myself out there to, um, you know, not care as much, try not to focus on what matters, um, stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's hard for her to say any advice that really mattered because, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be brought into the group.
0: Mm-hmm. And let's go back to your middle school days when, uh, people were, uh, this person was cyber bullying you and how they stole your account and started spreading these different messages. How did you, uh, overcome that or how did you, um, react to that?
1: Um, that was a really horrible time. Um, I remember I reacted. I was, I was scared. I was crying. I, my, I got my mom involved. Um, she got other parents involved because it was bad. It was cyberbullying. And I, was no, I found out that it was actually fr- people that I thought were my friends and people I was like flirting and dating with and their friends. So like it just, um, I was no longer friends with those people. So that's what happened. But um. It was definitely, it was definitely tough. I think how I worked through it was just through time and also finding a new group of friends. Okay. Yeah. I had to remove myself from that situation.
0: And then once you won your student body president as a junior, and then the senior petition against you and got everyone else to sign it, how did you um, overcome that issue?
1: Yeah. So that petition was because student body president always spoke at graduation. And we, I gave the welcome speech as student body president because you basically run the school, and now these seniors are graduating, so that was part of the job. And the person that lost against me, she was a, a senior, and um, she didn't want me speaking at graduation, even though it was just the welcome speech. Still, the senior class president still spoke. The valedictorian still spoke. But she didn't want that to happen. So she wrote the petition that they, she doesn't think a junior should be speaking at a graduation. So it was really difficult because the entire, not the entire, but I would say majority of the senior class signed this petition and it was going around, but then the entire administration staff wanted me to speak. So I would be brought into the principal's office almost every day during this time wow. where the principal and You're vice principal- Yeah, would tell me, you know, we want you to speak. You've done an amazing job. You know, this is ridiculous. We think you should speak. But then the senior class didn't want me to speak. So it was this back and forth, like, what do I do? Do I stand my ground and um, listen to the administration staff and and speak because I, I deserve that? Or do I let the seniors have what they want? And so it was really difficult. And the way that I, I fit, like, figured out what I wanted to do was I thought about how I would feel up on stage speaking and how I would feel afterwards. And I thought about it and I thought I would just feel so scared. I would feel so unwanted to be speaking to seniors, a, a huge pool of seniors that didn't want me to speak that didn't make me feel happy. That didn't make me feel excited. That didn't make me feel good. That just made me feel like I was very, I was putting myself in an extremely stressful position. And so I thought, okay, forget about what the seniors want. Forget about what the administration wants. What do I want? And it wasn't, I didn't want to put myself in that situation. It wasn't about standing my ground. It wasn't about any of that. It was that I don't deserve to put myself in that situation. And so I decided not to speak. And afterwards, the group that, that like started the petition, like the main people that were the seniors in student government, they came up to me and they apologized. They're like, Oh, it was the welcome speech. You could have spoke. And I was like, Oh, great. So they realized it wasn't the highlight. Yeah. It wasn't such a big deal, but at the same time I took the higher road and mm-hmm. I ended up be, be getting reelected as student body president for my senior year. And then I ended up speaking at my own graduation.
0: That's amazing. And what what inspired you to become an entrepreneur at 17?
1: Um, So I was always really passionate about making a difference, especially once I got into leadership, making a difference in at least one person's life every single day. That is still my mission to this day. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw this company that was using fashion as a way to build schools in Africa to make these villages self-sustainable. And I was really passionate about working in the fashion industry at the time. And so I reached out to the company about this idea to design jewelry for them and they went for it. And I became this, the licensee and I started to turn my ideas into reality and I donate a percentage to help fulfill their mission of building schools and It was just kind of a passion project that I thought I was going to be doing through my student government, thinking this is great to raise money through the school. But it ended up taking a year by like signing the contract to finding the factory, manufacturing the bracelets, getting the product, all that stuff. And so it ended up becoming my own thing. And so then I started running this business. And again, I just fell in love with the process of turning an idea into reality. But the main way I got into it was because I wanted to make an impact.
0: Okay. And did you end up going to college or did you just pursue business?
1: No, I ended up going to college. I went to the University of Florida and I was running this entire business out of my dorm room. So I would go (laughs) to class, come back, take my bike, ride to the post office, ship out orders and do that every single day. Uh Uh-huh. And um, my random roommates were like, "Who is this girl?" <laughs> uh, and yeah, I the actually next
0: Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah,
1: I actually um, it did, like went to uh, figure out how to sell them because in high school I was doing it word of mouth once they uh-huh. came out. But when I went to college, I didn't know anyone, so word of mouth marketing like didn't work for me. So I taught myself how to code a website through iWeb, which was just the free service that came with my laptop. And I started marketing my website and I put my bracelet, I got the company to put my bracelets on their website, which had way more traffic. So I ended up getting sales through drop shipping. And so it was a very like organic process. It was kind of like figure it out along the way. I didn't know any of the answers, but I was just, just figuring it out.
0: Wow. And how long did you do that for that specific business.
1: did it for about two and a half three years until Mm. i sold out of the designs and then the company went a different direction and then i just i started my own um a blog that Mm. didn't have it was just my own thing versus working with this company
0: and is that how woman in power x came along
1: Um, Woman Empower X was, I guess, a product of the blog. The blog was called Hello Perfect, Mm -hmm. and it had the mission to instill confidence in young girls and women because, again, I went through my own fair share of low confidence, and I saw how confidence is imperative to success in any field, in any form of of living, in a way. And so I wanted to help women and young girls have confidence. And so I was running this blog, and um, later on, after about a few years running the blog through college i um started putting on events and sharing my story vulnerably and authentically because i also went through a very traumatic near death experience while i was in college and and that changed my entire life and now i had this new meaning feeling like i'm meant to do more than just work in the fashion industry or just um uh, run this blog. Like I really needed to share my story of like things, why this happened for me and not to me. And, and so that's what led me to speaking, sharing my story and then starting the woman in power X.
0: Okay. And then you also mentioned, um, the reason why you uh, came up with your uh, cookbook is because you had a autoimmune disease, correct? Yes. And, um, how, what year and how was it How is that like, was it like that that lasted a year, two years Um, or how did you overcome that?
1: So the autoimmune disease is chronic. So there's no cure for an autoimmune disease. Um, So it's something I still live with today. And that was a product, not product, but like, I I believe that was um, an effect from my near death experience that I had when I was 21. So, cause I never struggled with it before that. And so that's how this near-death experience changed my entire life. I was in a coma for a while, again, like 1% chance of living. And then six months after that, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, which is something that you have to live with for the rest of your life.
0: Uh Experiencing all that, how did your mentality switch?
1: Um, It's shifted a lot. I mean, I was always a positive thinker. I always believed in being optimistic and law of attraction, Mm -hmm. but- it just taught me so much. It showed me the power of our mind. It showed me how, um, how much our mind and the thoughts we think affect our reality. It taught me to focus on the things I do have control over. Cause there's a lot of things that we don't have control over. Like we don't have control over other people. We don't have control over our health all the time. We don't have control over the past. And so this experience taught me about focusing just on what I have control over, which free made me feel a lot more freedom in my yeah. life. But I mean, overall, it gave me the courage to be myself in front of others because it's really scary sharing things that you're going through and courage, you know, is doing it in spite of the fear you feel and not trying to be fearless because I feel fear all the time, but that, and that's really what helped me because I didn't want to continue to wait to feel like I needed to get healthy before I did the things I love and instead I pursued them anyway and shared about them which is scary but that's what brought on like my entire journey i'm on now is that 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 sense of courage
0: true inspiration really inspirational um so what are your goals for woman empower x in the future in the next five years
1: uh yeah so woman empower x we're really looking to grow um both our events and our digital network. So we're really focused on connecting empowered women together, diverse empowered women. And so we host events right now in Washington, DC, Raleigh, North Carolina, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And next year we're bringing it to Los Angeles, California, California. And um, yeah, we're really excited. And so at each event, we highlight tons of speakers. We have exhibitors, we have businesses, services, products to help women get to the next level in their personal and professional life. And so our whole goal is to create this community of women who really support other women, who collaborate versus compete, who Um, have the tools, knowledge, and support to get to that level and turn their dreams into reality. And so my five-year goal is to grow the events, to um, increase the number of people that attend, to increase um, the number of companies who join on board and who really support um, women in business, and also to um, expand our digital reach through uh, different educational programs and services to help uh, support women on their journey.
0: Awesome. You're going to kill it in the next (laughs) five years. Thank you. Also, um, think about going back to your middle school and high school self. What advice would you give to that teenager who's struggling with that confidence of getting to the next level or are afraid of what other people would say and uh, think of them?
1: I would tell my younger self. Um, I would ask them a question. I would say, what's more important, their opinion of you or your dreams and goals? Mm -hmm. And I know that's tougher in the moment, but if you truly want to become the person that you dream, if you truly want to be able to achieve anything that you can think of, that biggest, wildest dream that you have. What's more important? And the more you focus again on their opinion of you, the less energy you have to putting towards the things that are actually meaningful. And so what is more important? And then remember that and continue to focus on that when the tough times come, when bullying comes, when low confidence comes, what's more important? And most of the time you're going to say your dreams are more important and you're going to put your energy towards that.
0: That's so true. Because I remember I used to be a huge people pleaser. Actually, your story kind of reminds me of my story, because bullying consumed my life when I was younger. I was, I can, I also consider myself an extroverted introvert. Where I'm naturally shy and naturally like to be by myself, but I can also, when the situation, uh, when I'm put in a situation where I have to socialize, I make those different relationships. And I never, I never actually went out there and experienced that until I started having goals, ambitious goals, and my drive and my ambition to help teenage kids. And I stopped caring what people think after having I
1: love that.
0: goals. And where can people find you, Alexa?
1: Yeah, Just to add to that real quick, like goals, I mean, uh-huh. I think my dreams saved my life. So I'm so happy you found something you're passionate about that you were able to focus on. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're making such an impact in so many other people's lives. (laughs) Kudos to you. Um, So people can find me all over social media at Alexa Rose Carlin. And I'm also at AlexaCarlin.com. My main platform is Instagram and YouTube. So um, yeah, follow me there. Connect with me.
0: Great, great. If you don't have anything else and for my followers, if you haven't done so, please rate and review the teenage impact, trying to impact as many teenagers as possible and help them overcome their struggles in life. Thank you.